With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Eddie and Rocky Show, a family-friendly environment. The happiest radio show with the happiest hosts <laughs> in America. Especially you. I, I can't even tell you. I just had... I, I was having a great day until right before it came here, and I love to share it with Rock. He's my sounding board. <laughs> just dumps it all on me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Carry that with you. You won't even sleep at night when I tell you my terrors. <laughs> oh, man. It is Friday, and we like to get this guy involved. He never gets the terrors. This guy is the easiest going, smooth as silk fellow walking the planet Earth. Ken Brew, how are you? Wow, I thought you were talking about Cunningham there for a minute. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> he know. gives me night sweats, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wake up in the middle of the night thinking not what Willie said, but what he might say tomorrow, and doesn't include me. Bingo. That's what I, yeah. You know who the coolest guy walking the planet is? And Ken Brew, you work with a man, Clyde Gray. Now, I want to tell you something about Clyde Gray. <laughs> In the dictionary, under the word smooth, oh, there is yeah. that guy's picture. <laughs> exactly. He is the smoothest guy I've ever worked with in my life. And even when things weren't going smooth, Clyde was like, okay, no worries. We're just going to make it work. you got to have somebody like that in your life. You really do. Got to. you got to have someone to set the example. Mm. I, 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 I said something about him on Facebook one day. I was like, the modern-day Billy D. Williams. And he goes, don't call me Billy D. Williams. He's like 80. I was like, dude, you're the modern-day Billy D. Come on. <laughs> anyway, that dude, I'll tell you what. Uh, someday I'll write a book and tell you some of the stuff that went on on the set. But he and I go all the way back to uh, we were he and I and Raleigh worked together at Channel Five back in like oh, 1987. Shoot, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. about we've been I, I've known Clyde for over 30 years. Yeah, he is smooth. Great guy, man. Mm. So you you brought up Willie and uh, he's talking about retiring. We have Marty retiring. Well, I mean Willie's got a couple of three years left, but he's told us that. <laughs> But you know Willie likes being Willie too much to retire, so we're looking at another 15 years of Willie. Yeah. So, Willie's so, the kind of guy that, yeah, well, he is. He's a guy that goes on vacation for two weeks, and after 11 days, he's looking for, like, that, that ticket change so he can come back to work. It's like I, he, had to be, he had to be in complete, you know, this whole government shutdown thing and everything. He's down in Florida. He had to be apoplectic. He had no, 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 no he, either that or he sat Penny down in a chair every night in the living room and talked to her about the government shutdown, and then she agreed to the plane ticket change. Get right. out of here. Well, I she's probably sitting there crocheting with a cocktail right. going, yeah, Wally. Yeah, honey. Yeah, we can either leave or I can watch Hannity reruns for one night. Exactly. <laughs> oh, honey, look, it's Sean. It's Sean's on the phone. Okay, you go in the other room and you and Sean talk. <laughs> So, yeah. but uh, but Ken, so you, you know, you just recently retired, and uh, Marty just re- is about to retire. Yeah. Any advice for the uh, famer? Well, I mean, it's it's actually kind of there's a bold new world out there. I mean, when you when you get to a point like he is, and what he's done, I mean, there's there are a lot of things you can you can do. I mean, it, uh, the the old retiree vision is some guy clipping coupons or. You know, going to lunch with his buddies three days a week or standing in his backyard screaming at clouds and shaking his fist. I mean, it's there's a lot to keep you busy, but you got to plan it. You're, you just can't say, boom, cold turkey, I'm going to retire. It's You've got to have a plan. What am I going to do? What's my routine going to be like? Where do I want to go? What do I want to do today? And if you got enough friends, 
Um, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine one way or the other. You yeah, know. Yeah, I think you made a good point there, Ken. That's. I think you kind of got to have structure. That's one thing work does. It provides. It sets out the structure of your whole day. It's like, okay, well, I got to be at work at this time, so I right. I got to get up at this time. Got to eat right. breakfast at this time. And some people, when they retire, that since they don't have a a schedule or a structure, I think that's how you can get really lost, right? Right, right. And, you know, at a certain age, and I think, you know, he's past that certain age, I think at a certain age you've got that stuff figured out. I mean, I did. It was like, okay, well, you know, and I worked part-time at Channel 9 for the last year I was there, and it's so I kind of glided into it. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I just think if you're a well-rounded person, you're not going to have any problem finding things to do. All right, well, let us make you put your uh, your sports cap back on for a minute. Your thoughts on these games coming up this weekend in the NFL? Well, up until about two hours ago, I thought it was Kansas City in a lock. Then I see the forecast change, and it's going to be like 29 degrees at kickoff. So um, so I, I, I think that kind of loosens things up for the Patriots a little bit. What I'd be what, here's the here's the here's the X factor in that game. It's not Patrick Mahomes or Tyreek Hill. It's can that defense stop anybody? And they did last week. But remember that the Patriots are not a throw it down the field team. They don't have a guy to throw it down the field to. So they're they're West Coast and they run the ball and they're very much into you know play acclimation, working the clock, boom, 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 and they can wear a defense down quickly. So if the Chiefs can find a way to to slow that down and not limit their possessions to, like, maybe six or seven for the game, I think Kansas City can win that game. Even with the temperature change, I'm still going with Kansas City. I, I am too, but I, I think I mean, a couple of things that stood out in the Chiefs game last week versus the, the Colts, I, I fully expected the Colts could, to command the line of scrimmage, and the uh-huh. Chiefs didn't. I mean, they, I mean they, or the Chiefs did. Yeah. I, I thought they did a good job there. And New England's going to come in a, a similar game plan, I would expect, as they had against the Chargers, which is we're just going to kind of line up and yeah. see if we can blow you off the ball. And, yeah. you know, the Chiefs' defense, besides last week, hasn't been able to do that much no. this year. So no. I imagine that's part of the game plan. Well, and, and I, I was not a fan of Indianapolis going into that game for one very basic reason. This is a team that plays 11 of its games every year, either in warm weather or inside. Yeah. And they had to go outside and play in what was a not great environment there. New England plays the majority of its games outside. And so cold weather is not going to bother that team. I think, I think it bothered Indianapolis last week. So that's why I think New England has, has got a much better chance to knock Kansas City off than Indianapolis did. But, you know, again, Indianapolis, is, uh, Kansas City is a quick team. They got Hill. Uh, you know, it's running back. It seems to be running back by committee. And they've got, you know, some terrific wide receivers for Mahomes to throw to. So if it gets into a track meet, if, if, if New England can't limit the number of possessions that Kansas City has, then uh, New England's going to have a tough time. But I, I just, you know, how do you, how do you not go into that game saying, I'm going to bet against Bill Belichick because, you know, I'm just convinced that Kansas City's going to win this game. I think they will. But I probably would. I, I lay off that, Man. and I lay off the over because I think that it's like I said last week before the Indianapolis game. It's the temperature will dictate offense, and if the temperature is low or not ideal, then you go with the under. So that's what I think is going to happen. And don't you think though that Andy Reid has a ton of pressure on him? He's kind of his kind of moniker is he's to, to maybe, win the big game. Yeah, yeah, maybe a Hall of Fame coach, but can yeah. never win that that big game. You're right. I mean, it's the same thing Schottenheimer had. You know, he could. He could get you 14 wins in a season, but he was one and done in the playoffs. I, this is this is different because, and to Reed's credit, 
uh, he's got a really special talent at quarterback, and he doesn't limit his ability. He doesn't turn him loose, but you know he just he can just see that if Mahomes sees something that's different than what the play is designed, Mahomes has has leeway at the line of scrimmage, and Andy hasn't always done that in his career. He never. I mean, he had that ability with his quarterback in Philadelphia, but the guy that he had in Kansas City before Mahomes, he really didn't have that because that guy was you know, really limited. He was a statue, and although he could throw the ball well, I don't think he was quite as uh, – he didn't have quite the ability to ad-lib like Mahomes had. But, I, yeah, there's pressure on, on Reed. Certainly there is. Pressure that would never, will never be on Bill Belichick. Ken Brews, our guest. And, Ken, what about that NFC game? Bob, well, I'll tell you what. I, I am pulling for the Rams. Uh, I just – I just like that team. I like the fact that last week they just ran the ball down uh, the other guy's throat. You know, they, they you know they understand Goff isn't a guy that they can throw a game on his back and say go win it. But if you run the ball like you ran the ball last week, you're going to beat the Saints. And let's let's face it, Saints the Saints have the advantage. They got the they got the home field advantage. This game is in a controlled environment, and um, the Saints are a, a diverse team. That. Uh, Breeze isn't Breeze what he was before the season or during the season. They're not the juggernaut they were in October and November. But this is a team that can beat you from anywhere with two backs and two really good wide receivers. Uh, I'm pulling for the Rams big time, but I I don't think they're going to win. I think the Saints are going to win that game. We were talking yesterday to uh, Anthony Munoz. Wouldn't it be cool to see to see Witt get into the Super Bowl? I mean, yeah. you know, you pull for a guy sometime, and, yeah. you know, if anybody deserves it, that fella does. And, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I'm pulling for, for the Rams. Not just him, but I just I just like the way that team is put together. I like the fact that they got this crusty old defensive coordinator who's been around the league forever, and he's the reason why, in large part, that Sean McVay can be the, you know, the wizard or the wonder kind or the flavor of the year that he is because you got Wade Phillips. You know, literally, you can turn your back on the defense and just worry about the offense and what you're going to do next. So I like that. Uh, I, I like I like Gurley. You know, you know, I know this probably is is open to debate. I think Todd Gurley is the best running back in the NFL. I think he can beat you a number of different ways. And oh, by the way, they had his grandfather running uh, alongside him last week. So I mean, how do you, how do you find you know guys like that? coaches, players that are like on their fourth and fifth chance and make it work. That's why I'm pulling for the Rams. Another radio host made a what I thought was a pretty good point, and I think it's kind of maybe falls into what Bengals fans can feel. And he said, look, if you're uh, basically if you're a fan, you know, a fan of a, another team in the NFL, you kind of want to root for the Rams because they're – Methodology, how they went about it. They they bought a bunch of players, right? They, right. they opened I, up the, the, well. the cash book and said, "Hey, right. we're, we're going to buy a team." So you kind of want them to. Get, so if they can make it to the Super Bowl and win it, maybe that's a case for you know your team and in our, in our case, the Bengals. Say, "Hey, man, this is kind of maybe the new way to do it." Now is yes, you got to draft. Yes, you got to develop, but it's also important to you know when when the time comes yeah. and you're right on that razor's edge, you got to open up the pocketbook and, and right. start buying some guys. I think we've had this discussion. You can't win in the NFL. You can't win a Super Bowl in the NFL just by drafting players. You can't. No. It puts too much pressure on your your scouts. Too much pressure on draft day. You've got to go out and you just, the examples of the last five years are there. You got to go out and get a handful, not a dozen, but four or five maybe three or four, impactful free agents, guys that will come in and change the direction of a game. You know, Preston Brown's wonderful, makes a lot of tackles, not a game changer. Kevin Minter, wonderful, 
not a game changer, makes a lot of tackles. You don't need that. You need, a, you need players that will shorten the field. I'm talking on defense. Shorten the field for your offense so they don't have to go 75 yards every time they have the ball. And conversely, on offense, you need big, explosive players or linemen that can protect your quarterback's butt. And they've got A.J. Green, they've got Joe Mixon, they've got Tyler Boyd, so maybe they don't need big, explosive players. Maybe what they've got to do is once and for all go out and buy a great right tackle or a left tackle or somebody that can come in there and add credibility and stability to that offensive line. Because I'll tell you what, I heard all these platitudes about how great Frank Pollock did this year with that group and everything. He might have, but the fact is he didn't have the talent level to work with. So maybe he was a great coach considering who he had at right guard and right tackle and center who missed most a lot of the year and, frankly, when he was in there, played like a rookie. So maybe he did. I don't know. All right, with that, Ken, we'll let you go, man. Always a pleasure. All right, boys, you have yeah. a great weekend. I was at Kroger today, so I've, I've got my provisions, but the shelves were a little little bare, so you may want to stop on the way home. You know what I'm saying? It's your stock up right. with milk and bread. What milk is, and bread, baby. What milk, you, no, what actually, at my age, it's bread and booze. Right. <laughs> yeah, you got to make that vodka run, man. you got to make that yeah. run, baby. All right, see you later, All right, Ken. boys. I tell everybody I know you. Thanks, Here's, Ken. There's uh, Ken Brew. He's got to get back in his backyard. I got probably some kids playing wiffle ball across his fence. Yeah. He has a BB gun out there in case they try to hop the fence. Hey, uh, Rob, what's going on? Man? Get out of my yard. Get out of my yard, you punks. <laughs> From the UC Health Traffic Center at UC Health, our research gives patients hope. Take part in a clinical trial by visiting uchealth.com slash research. There is an accident now uh, northbound 747. It's near Kemper Road in Tri-County, and we have a broken-down trout dairy truck, north 75. It's in front of GE. Traffic starting to get heavy back into Lockland. You're also having north 75 between 74 and Paddock. Westbound on the lateral is a crowd from Redding getting on to northbound 75. And south 75 looks busy between uh, 275 and Shepherd Lane, then between Liberty and the Brent Spence Bridge. Rob Williams, News Radio 700 WLW. The forecast from a 700 WLW. We're about 20 minutes away from our weekly visit with John Matteries, Eddie and Rocky, and you said you had a stat. Nah, it's just, uh, you know, I, I, I know this, but it, it still sounds unbelievable, so I just had to double check. Brady is trying to make it to his ninth Super Bowl. Ninth. That's incredible. One player, nine. You know, won the first one back in, what was that, 02, and then. No the idea. 01 season, excuse me. And then you know, a couple repeats there in 03 and 04, right? So, I mean, the legend of that guy and being, what was it, sixth round uh, draft pick? And uh, fifth, I think. Was yeah. it fifth, sixth? Fifth or sixth, something whatever. like that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How did people miss out on that guy? I, I've always wondered that, and I've never heard an explanation. Well, I mean, he split time at Michigan. You know, Drew Henson was a quarterback some of the time. Remember you know, Henson, yeah. yeah. So it was just, you know, I, I think you never, like, fully took over that. That program, and you know, I mean, you could argue or not, but never argue. a great quarterback school, though, along the way. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no question. But I, I think you know, he had the tools, and the whatever for whatever reason, the circumstance didn't work out. But he used that to fuel him. And and look, let, let's be honest. I've, I've said this before, and it's no secret. But if Tom Brady gets drafted by the you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he ain't winning five Super Bowls. All right, let, let's just call it what it is. If he gets drafted by the the Cleveland Browns, he ain't winning one Super Bowl. So oh, he'd be in the Canadian Football League it's by the now. Perfect <laughs> mesh of, of of a once in a lifetime player meeting up with a the, the best run organization with the best coach maybe in the history of of professional sports, and 
So there you go. It's you know it's a beautiful thing. And I'll ask you, and I and I I think maybe I've asked you this before, but how come there is the Patriots and everybody else? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. How, how come there haven't been like five clones of the Patriots that you look at their system and you go, I mean, I know there's different talent levels. I get all that. But you look at the system and you go, okay, I'm going to get guys who can apply that to my guys. Well, yeah, but, you know, having wishing to get guys like that and saying, look, here's the model. We want guys that do this, 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 and this, and actually getting those players right. is two different things. Sense. Because, yeah, and you don't have a guy like, Tom Brady. Those guys aren't grown on trees. You know, people have been searching for the next Tom Brady for God knows how long. You know, and people have been searching for the next Bill Belichick for for how long? It, it's just, I think they perfectly complement each other. That you know, and you got a guy that knows knows football. I mean, look, look no further than just the fact that all the coaches that have coached under him, when they have become head coaches, everyone said, oh, "Okay, we'll bring." all that Bill Belichick magic with him and the understanding of the game, and hasn't really worked out that way. I mean, he's he is special. In and of you know, in and of him into himself. We did this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, phrases you want to see go away. I'm kind of sick of coaching tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's one. They come off the Belichick tree, sure, uh, yeah. the Parcells tree. Whatever. Okay, we get it. <laughs> they used to work with a guy, and we're always talking about trading places with somebody. Tom Brady. Not a bad that choice. That wouldn't be a bad choice. Uh, I've had a bad day at the office, supermodel wife. That's the thing. He's, I mean, he's had so much good happen. It's 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 hard to like him, right? I mean, come on. Let's be honest hey, with ourselves. Guy, you know. It's easier to like Peyton Man. He's a little funnier. He's I, I ain't going to hate. Not. It just means I'm jealous. Yes. Okay? No, I'll, no question. That's 100% I'll face of the it. Fact. Yes. We got the news now. News Radio 700 WL. Eddie and Rocky here on a Friday. That means we're about 10 minutes away from John Mattery's Channel 9. Don't waste your money. In the meantime, check out the blog, 700WLW.com. Eddie and Rocky, easy to find. A woman not ready for virtual reality. A fox. Now, this is one of those things, if you've got a little kid, you got to say, don't let the big fanged animal into the house. Who's scratching at the back door? It's like, hey, his name is Cujo. Come on in. Right, right. And a couple other things, including the song of the day, going out with songs that make you go too fast. Now you gotta admit, this is the granddaddy of them all. That's a good one, especially because the the sound and the guitar it goes across the speakers. Right. We, we used to right do channel. a thing. Let me give you an old uh, hippie rock music DJ thing. Okay. We used to do a thing called fate. You would phase it. And you get two turntables going and have the song playing at the same time. And because, of course, they don't go at the exact same speed, it would get slightly off kilter, mm -hmm. which would mean all that stuff of that going back and forth would sound like really whooshy. Okay. And that's the kind of stuff you get bored in the studio and you just go like, okay, it's late at night. <laughs> Perhaps I've had a little... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so you just start trying to do that on your own. And then your boss would call you and go, quit doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you get the the song to play the exact same time? You have you know, to put you, the needle in the exact same spot or... You would... Well, this on record. You're or? doing you're doing the club DJ trick. You're moving it with your finger trying to get it exactly right. And, you know... Really? If luck uh, would catch you, you'd get it right spot on. It only lasts for about 30 seconds, maybe. Okay, because the speed would be a because little bit off. Eventually, it would get totally off, and then it would just sound like a mess. Right. But if you got it right, 
all the people out there smoking weed in the audience would go, Yes, that guy's the man. <laughs> so uh, talk about playing like actual records on air. I mean, how many times did they skip? How many times did they? That hmm. was your worst nightmare. You put on like Freebird. Yeah. And that was a, if you ever heard a DJ back in the record days play Freebird, it means he had to go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> or he was outside smoking a cigarette or. He had or, to go get something to eat real quick. Or some yeah. such. Right. right. He ran to the whatever cafeteria and got a hot dog. But yeah, nothing worse than being in the toilet and then fly, 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 fly. fly. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Yep. So you're doing the penguin down the hallway trying to get back to the old <laughs> studio there. Uh, but anyways, that and so much more there on the uh, on the blog. So, so when, is it next week or the following week that I get to do the, the Metallica yes. songs? My wife had a tear in her eye today when I she was happy for you because I'm handing the reins. A week? Uh, did you sleep last night? Or no, you, <laughs> I've told my wife like, all about it too. Instead of counting sheep, you're counting Metallica songs. Oh, yes, because a week uh, the, it's the week after next. Metallica coming to town. I'm giving song of the day to Rocky. To play his favorite Metallica songs all week. And, and anything is on the table, right? Anything and everything. All right. So that's coming up. There will be nothing after the Black Album. It will be all pre-Black Album I, I was going to say. Okay. Got, I'm sure Lars was in some pandy. band in 1971 yeah. that you're going to pull that out. <laughs> uh, so check all that stuff out. Uh, and uh, other news. Talking about this... Uh, Real, real quick here. The government shutdown in yeah. the, how many ever days it's been now, whatever. And uh, Pornhub has weighed in. Just, just happens to coincide uh, with this uh, this event. Pornhub's viewership is up fourteen percent in the last three, four weeks. Government workers are enjoying their days off. They got saying? nothing better to do, and it used to be like they're. Uh, top viewership was late at night, like, say, 9 to midnight, something like that. Now it's, like, spiked all day long. <laughs> all day long. So these guys got nothing better to do? Or what is there, 800,000 uh, employees? So, say, you know, half that is, I, I can make the me- meter move a little bit. Apparently, you know, they're not taking advantage of that and cleaning the garage. Yes. They're cleaning the pipes. <laughs> right. I, I don't take know what they're Uber doing. Take a job, but, take a part-time but, job somewhere. But nah, there you go. Porn of it. Now you got a couple of things over there that was uh, was intriguing me. Well, you know, you and I have talked about the insanity that is support animals, correct? Oh yeah, I saw this too. So oh. some guy um, in a you know nursing home, assisted living facility, um, brought his. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Emotional support animal in Wally, who is actually a four and a half foot support alligator. That's just Razor sharp teeth. On. Um, blah 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 blah. So yeah, so I, I can't imagine that's working out too. I mean, reflex. Okay, let's just be honest. Reflexes are pretty slow, slower than right. out in the average world. So, I mean, alligator comes and snaps at you. That could be, that's a recipe for disaster. Well, and they, he's taken into the senior centers, and look, it's like you just said. If you're pet, he's like, oh, you, they're like a puppy. You pet their head, and they really like it. Yeah, right. Well, you know, maybe bring a puppy in then. Right. <laughs> Bingo, bring a squirrel, bring a monkey. 
But uh, an alligator, I mean, you catch Wally in a bad mood just for five seconds, he's going to chew an old lady's arm I, off. I, I honestly never understood the, like, the having of reptiles as pets thing. I, I mean, you know, I don't know. There's, totally agree. You know, cold-blooded, there's not the fur, the, I don't know what it is. It, they, they don't make good, like, you know, snuggle with my snake kind of thing. I don't want to wake up in the morning with the, something trying to constrict me to death. Yes, that's, that's not helping. Oh, you know what? Bad choice. Guess who we're talking to right now before Matteries. Oh, oh, boy. Right. Here we go. Mr. Creepazoid. <laughs> Reptile boy. <laughs> <laughs> so explain that, Rob. What is the emotional attraction to a reptile? Wow. I just think they're very unique animals from the standpoint True. that, uh, you know, number one, they don't have legs. They don't have the ability to regulate their own body heat. So in other words, they're needy is what you're saying. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, I have to, it makes me feel important. <laughs> okay. All right. That must make it more sense. Yeah, so is a baby, but I don't want to know right, those yeah. either. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're, they're just such unique animals that, uh, you know, especially when you get into breeding them and, uh, and you incubate those eggs and you see the little critters hatching, it's just kind of cool. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. One day you have to share with us the uh, don't breeding you. processes of reptiles. Yeah, I'll have to bring a couple of my friends in. Yeah, that's, you that's guys, okay. You guys can play with them mm. during your show. Mm, no. no. Okay. <laughs> Good. From the UC Health Traffic Center at UC Health, our research gives patients hope. Take part in a clinical trial. Eddie and Rocky, time for our weekly visit with our good friend John Mattery's Channel 9, Don't Waste Your Money. Johnny, let's start off with this rocket. I was just talking about it. Sneaky menu tricks. What are you talking about here? Yeah, you know, a lot of us guys go out to restaurants in January. You think you wouldn't, but, you know, you get a little stir-crazy in the house, cabin mm-hmm. fever, whatever. So you want to go out. Plus, you got those those awesome gift cards that uh, exactly. Grandma gave you <laughs> over Christmas. So we go out to eat. So you sit down in the restaurant, you open up that menu, and you look at something that's like highlighted in a box. It's like the chef special, or it's the you know it's the lobster and steak, or it's the eggplant parmesan. You go, I'll take that. Well, that's just one of the sneaky tricks that restaurants do to get you to spend more. Yeah, um, what they do is they highlight certain things on the menu, whether it's the special or whether it's just something they want you to see, because that tends to be their biggest profit item, and they. Draw your eye to it. And so that, that looks really good. Maybe they'll have a picture with it. You know, you're not going to look way down the menu to find the broiled chicken with rice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Especially if you're, you know, yeah, you've never been to that restaurant. You don't really know what's there. Like, okay, yeah, this thing, your eye naturally goes to it. You kind of right. want to get on yeah. with the order and boom. You, you always think it. it's like, this must be good. They're featuring it. This must uh, be they're, good. They're featuring because they want to get rid of it. Because they're the yeah, biggest price like, profit margin. Yes. It's like when the waiter walks up to your table and says, sir, tonight the special is, you know, it's the trout flambe. And, and they never tell you the price. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, I wonder how much that is. The other thing they do is they will use a premium name brand with something. And this is classic. I'm sure you've seen it. Like they'll have short ribs on the menu. You know, and every guy loves ribs. But then they'll have Jack Daniels infused barbecue short ribs. And what are you going to do? You're going to order the Jack Daniels. Why? Because, you know. No, I'm going to skip the ribs. Take the Daniels. <laughs> I just want the Jack Daniels. Well, think of it. You can get a buzz and fill your belly at the same time. Right, right. You know, you have that Jack Daniels. So uh, they'll charge a premium for that. Uh, 
you know, by the way, the Jack Daniels, when they cook the sauce, the alcohol evaporates. Oh, yeah. you know? So, but Wait, they'll what? use it. Yeah, but they'll, uh, <laughs> they'll use a name like Jack Daniels, a premium name to get you to spend more. And along with that, then they'll use a descriptive name that gets you to buy, like, like let's say, you know, on the dirt, dessert is carrot cake. Okay, you see carrot cake, whatever. But then you'll see grandma's carrot cake. Now, when you see it's grandma's uh, carrot cake, or, or better yet, grandma. yeah. grandma's apple pie. You know, how can you turn down grandma's apple pie? Even well, like, like I can't, because both of my grandmas have been dead for like 20 yeah. years. I'm, I'm <laughs> frightened of them. Yeah. But it'll, it'll harken back to them, though. That, that's what they're saying. Like, oh, yeah, I remember it grandma's makes you remember pie. My grandma's couldn't cook. Apple pie, even though grandma is really some 300-pound guy <laughs> in the kitchen with right. a white beater shirt and hairy armpits. And he's the one making that apple pie for you. You know, that's just some of the things they do on the menu. It's in the description. It's how they put it. And then finally, it's not having dollar signs. And you see this especially now with the craft beer and with wine, where they'll be like, you know, I'm sitting there with my wife, and she goes, oh, here's a nice glass of Cabernet, and it'll say Cabernet 12. Now, if it's a Cabernet $12, you'd go, oh, crap, I could buy a bottle of that for $12, you know? But they just put the number 12 That's next amazing. to it. That's amazing. It yeah. really is amazing. I mean, it's amazing the psychology behind that. You're right. Just, I mean, just one little small dollar sign, it makes the difference in uh, you know, more people mm-hmm. choosing that over or not. That's crazy. Yeah. You take the dollar sign off. So not that there's anything wrong with this. Not that restaurants are trying to rip us off because, yeah, I've heard from a few restaurant people since I put this story up on WCPO.com, and they're not happy. But, you know, I said, look, I'm not trying to rip you guys off. I'm, I'm you know, saying you're ripping us off. I'm just saying these are little tricks that especially the chain restaurants, the big national chains, they, they're known to do on their menu to get you to spend a few more bucks. Ah, don't cave, Johnny. You know, Applebee's ain't trying to steal yeah, my money. These local guys are all over you. Got their hand in your pocket all the time. So, and here's one, talking about hand in pocket, because I've this happened to us, shoot, it was probably a year or so ago. But our kid, uh, well, actually it was Deb's car. The uh, key, it's always Deb's car, uh, by the way. Of course it is, right? And she somehow, in, uh, in her wifely way, managed to break off the key in the ignition. Oh. How in a million years is that possible? I have no idea. Ask my wife. Hmm. So, and and I, talking about getting a duplicate key, mm-hmm. talk about how much that costs because this hits home real hard. With yeah. Me. You go to the dealer for a duplicate key, you lose the spare or, or, or a key breaks, and it's three or four hundred dollars. Yeah. It's unbelievable because you got to have the fob for it, the key. they got to program the whole thing to the car, three or $400. It's crazy. And we had a guy who said, you know, this is insane. I just tried to order one off the Internet, but then I couldn't find anybody to program it. And they said go to the dealer, and the dealer still wanted 200 bucks just to program the key he bought off the Internet. So it is a, it is a frustrating thing, and it's been going on this way since, you know, the keys went electronic with a little chip in them probably about 15 years ago. But there is one bit of good news. Ace Hardware, and I'm not doing a, a plug here for Ace Hardware. They, they, they're not paying for this. But they uh, they now, in a bunch of their local stores, have this setup with Duracell where it's called Duracell Renewal. And you go to the key department and they have all these different remotes for popular cars, Chevy, Ford, Dodge, Jeep, whatever. And they have the key blanks. They will cut the key blank and then they have the actual fob with the chip, they will go out to your car and they will program that sucker for you. It takes about 15 minutes or so, but it's half the price of the dealer. So it's worth checking out if you need another key.
That's not a bad deal. That's not a yeah. bad deal at all. Not bad at all, because there's nothing worse than, like, your, your, your teenager loses the key, and it's 400 bucks for a new Yeah, one. but it's still 200 bucks for a new car key. I remember you used yeah. to be able to go to the, whatever, like you're saying, a hardware store. They do it for 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, now, I'm 400 yeah. years old, but that's the way it used to be. Now you have all these electronic crap that you have to go through. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Crazy uh, anymore, the cost. And, and speaking of the cost, I did a story say, on uh, four-wheel drive, because uh, that's something that's going to cost you another uh, two or three grand. If you're buying a new car and you want the four-wheel drive version over the two-wheel drive version, that'll cost you a couple of grand. Uh, and the problem is there's, it's so confusing now, because you got the two-wheel front drive, then you got all-wheel drive, then you got four-wheel drive, and it's like, you know, wh- which one is best? What is the difference? Four-wheel well, drive. All-wheel and four-wheel. I have no idea well, either. Yeah, well, obviously, the two-wheel is two-wheel. And if well, it's two-wheel rear drive, you're like you're like un- Uncle Uncle Jim driving around in his 1968 Pontiac spinning in the snow. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't know but, how many times when I was a teenager, well, you know, me and, because, you know, you always travel with six guys in a four-passenger right, car. Right, right. Yeah. And they get caught in the snow. Yeah, everybody get out of Five the guys out there shoving that damn thing out of a ditch. Uh, I remember in college, we did that all the time because the cars were rear-wheel drive. Well, now the good news is most are front-wheel drive. And really, for Cincinnati, the snow we get here, a couple inches, a few inches, that's pretty much all you need. But if you want the four-wheel drive, I tell you, the all-wheel drive is a great option now because it, it kicks in automatically. It's not like your old-school Jeep four-wheel drive where you have to stop and then decide, okay, is it snowy enough that I put it in four-wheel? Because you don't want to drive four-wheel on the dry pavement, you'll tear up your tires. So now with the all-wheel drive, it really is nice. So many of these cars come with all-wheel drive, and it's really the way to go around here because it's just automatic. You don't have to think about it, and it just does it automatically, and it's really nice. One big downside of that all-wheel drive, guys, with some cars, well, gas mileage is down a bit, and with some, if you blow a tire, they tell you you have to buy all four tires. Have you heard about that? You're kidding. Really? Yeah. Some will say, some of the European ones, will say, well, one tire, we replace one, then the computer doesn't sense it right, you need four tires. You're pulling that trick on Rocky Boyman here. (laughs) Good for you guys. Good for you. All right, so watch out for that uh, grandma's apple pie. They get you with it every time. And, hey, don't waste your money. Thanks, Johnny. All right. Thanks, John. So, yeah, that that whole the whole thing of you have to replace all four tires. Come on, man. Total scam. Did Goodyear invent all-wheel drive? <laughs> Firestone, are they all in on this? The colluded? Of course they are. Yes. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So coming up here, we have a national award winner. Yes, how about that? Right here in our own backyard. And personal friend of ours, Molly Wellman, joins us to tell you how it's done when you mix in your booze this weekend. And now it's news time. News Radio 700 WLW. Rock, sometimes we don't appreciate greatness when it's right down the street from it. Right underneath our noses. Who knew, Ed? Well, actually, we, I think we had a pretty good idea, but 
the best owner mixologist <laughs> in the country, Molly Wellman, right here in the Tri-State. Molly, well, how, how about huh? that? <laughs> Who would have thunk? Well, I know you, you always say that about me, and now now it's happened. My goodness, thank you. It's all because of you. Yeah, <laughs> well, we saw you. I, well, I saw you post on Facebook last week that you, you had some big announcement to come. And yeah. So, uh, so now this thing. So, I mean, that has some, yeah. you know, and you were one of the hardest working people in show business. We all know that. <laughs> We've talked about that. And it pays off with people nationally recognizing you. That's pretty cool. I, you know, I was really surprised, and I'm very, very honored. And I'm more excited about this for the city of Cincinnati mm-hmm. because this is a national award, usually for bartenders in this industry. It's usually a bartender in like New York or oh, yeah. you know, um, you know, New Orleans or something like that, bigger city. But to you know. To have this award and be for, from somebody from Cincinnati, it's a big deal. I think it's so cool for our city. It really is. I hope it brings more attention, um, you know, throughout the country for people to want to come here and, you know, have a cocktail. No, no question <laughs> about it. So, so, Molly, tell us a little bit about the process, how how this was judged, what you had to do, how how the, how did everything do you, go down Do you there? submit yourself or I, they just no, pick you out of the crowd? I, I didn't have to do anything. I'm too busy to do that stuff anymore. <laughs> but um, no, I got I got a phone call from uh, the uh, nightclub and, and bar uh, convention. They have a convention every year. They've been doing it for over 30 years in Las Vegas, and it's this huge industry convention. You can just imagine, like every bartender, every bar, you know, uh, hotel, everything, all convening into Las Vegas. And um, having a big convention about it, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then they had to give awards away to different um, things, like the best bar, best bar uh, tending book, uh, best bartender owner, you know, things like that. So, um, I had been there. I've, I've gone to this conference before a long, long time ago, uh, but I haven't been back in a while. And I, I get this call saying they want me to come and do a, uh, a seminar there, and I, I turned them down because I, you know I'm too busy. I was like, I'm too busy. I just you know, bought my two bars, and I'm too busy to uh, come out all the way to Las Vegas. And then uh, somebody called me and did, me, did an interview with me, and I think they're going to put that up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, then they called me, um, it was last week when I put that post up, they said, oh, you won, but you're not allowed to tell anybody. <laughs> or then they said I was nominated, and then, I, then they told me I won. And I was like, they're like, we have to get our PR people together. And then when we, when you can announce it, we'll let you know. And I have been biting my tongue for like a week and a half. And just so excited. I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I, I went to Kroger's and I left half of my groceries in the cart because I was so excited. I was like, that's incredible. That's incredible. So, so yeah. Uh, hey, Molly, um, to succeed, we're talking to Molly Wellman, to succeed on this level, I mean, you know, you came from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you've uh-huh. you, you were born, you, right? born and raised here, moved out to San Francisco <laughs> for a while, St. James yeah. grade school. Yeah. Is that, uh, you yeah. didn't go there, yeah. did you? Yeah. You did? Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, we yeah, talked about right. that. Yeah. We talked about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. Was he a, did he bully mm-hmm. you? And, no, she, I, I was, we were there no. different times. <laughs> you, you know, the, the, the kids who bully me know who they are. Screw those people. Yes. Uh, but but I mean you but you you know from ground up is what I'm trying to say here. You started yeah. out as a humble bartender. You learned your craft along the way, and now it's come to this. 
When did you know that this is, I mean, because you're, you're deep in it, man. You have really gone all <laughs> in on this, and it's really paid I, off for you. When did you know this is really, you know, I'm dedicating my life to it, and I know I'm going to be the best someday? You know, I didn't ever think that I would be the best. I, don't, I still don't think that I'm better than anybody else. I, I honestly don't. I, I think that um, there's some incredible bartenders in this city and around the country. I'm just, I, I feel like I've won already because I get to do what I love every day. And I get to have these two bars in, in, in Cincinnati, the town that I love so much. And I get to make history here and I get to, um, you know, provide a great place for people to hang out. And that's really what I've won. I've already won. So I, I you know, I never, I still don't think that I'm better than anybody else or I'm the very best or anything like that. I'm just, I'm very grateful for the award, but I'm more grateful that I get to have these places for people to come and visit and enjoy. So that's truly what I feel. So my, obviously there's probably some, you know, bartenders listening to this program right now. Tell us what a good or a great bartender does that Right. An average one does. Like, what separates someone like yourself from just, you know, someone who's doing, you know, an average job at it? Slinging drinks. Well, well I, I'm a big nerd about it. It's about passion. One, the best mm-hmm. bartender you could possibly have is somebody who actually comes, pays attention to you, and smiles at you, you know, and pays attention to the guest. That is the best bartender you could absolutely possibly Agreed. have. Um, you know, I've seen bartenders who are like, here's your drink, and then go over in the corner and, like, just scroll through their phone. Yes. No, that is not a good bartender. A bar- good bartender is somebody who tends the bar. Um, I'm a big nerd about it because I love history, and I love to, you know, talk about, you know, the history of the drinks and where they come from. And, you know, I study all the liquor on the back of the bar, and, um, you know, every day I'm studying something new. So I put a lot of extra work into it. Uh, and that's why, you know, I have my own place. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> that helps. That helps, yeah. So, so I think that's it. Yeah. When I, when I go into a bar, and, uh, and I've, we've asked this question before, and it's a packed bar, which, I, which Jats and Myrtles always are, I'm sure, and I'm trying to get the bartender's attention. What's the best way to do it? Whenever I always hate seeing those guys are holding up like a twenty, like yeah, like you're a stripper or something. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I always do that. You know, but, uh, you that know, always kills uh, me. Uh, a bartender, a good bartender, will know where you are in line. You know, who's come up first and who's next to serve. Uh, they'll already know. But it makes all the difference when uh, with eye contact and a smile and being polite. That is the best way you can get um, the fastest and best service from a bartender. Be polite yeah. and make sure you tip your bartender. Like, we live on tips. <laughs> yeah, no, no question about it. I, I like that. <laughs> like a stripper. Right. It is true. I mean, I, that almost kills me to see guys doing that. Like, yeah, hey, I got 20 over great. here. Yeah. And you, you know, and I've been standing there for 10 minutes and you wave your 20 around, like, going, oh, you, yeah. sir. But usually that's the guy who will he'll pay, you know, he'll pay for his drink and he'll leave you like 50 cents. But usually this is it. Right, yeah, you, you won't see a, a cent of that 20. It'll, yeah, yeah. he'll be like, I want, you know, this $12 drink or, you know, and then he'll slide over two quarters. Or something. Yeah. Now, the, the good service is, uh, is to be polite, good eye contact, a smile, and then, and then tip your bartender. 
Yeah. That's Great. the best way. And then Boyman yeah. comes over with his 20 waving around, and he shoves me out of the way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Stomp you in. <laughs> well, hopefully he's buying your drink. The best drink is the one that's being bought for you. Good luck with really that. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, let me ask you this real quick. Obviously, yeah. you know, different trends and different liquors come into phase and out. You know, all these, It was all the different flavored vodkas and stuff, and then it was mm-hmm. craft beers. Well, it's kind of the... The in thing or the thing that's kind of popular right now, whether it's a drink or a type of liquor or how it's served, what is it? Oh, if you, you know, well, you know how much I love bourbon. Um, I think I'm really loving all of the barrel picks that people are doing, the different restaurants and bars and um, liquor stores. They'll, you know, go and pick their own barrel. And, you know, I've explained before on this show that every barrel is different. So I think those are the most unique bottles that you can get, the most unique uh, um, bourbons that you can drink. So I highly suggest if you're going into a bar or a restaurant, ask them if they've ever done their own barrel pick for, for their place um, and order that. It's very unique. You're not going to get it anywhere else. Uh, the other thing, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna get, I've been making a lot of gin drinks lately. I mean, we have a lot of gin coming up in the world. I so, lived on gin um, in college yeah, now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I drank a little bit of gin, but <laughs> so, some people love it. Some people hate it, you know, but they're all different. So even if you, you hate gin, give it another whirl. You know, there's so many different ones out there. They all taste different, and a good bartender can make a great gin drink for you that you will really love. I've seen it happen. I've done it. All right. <laughs> Queen Molly Wellman, are you going to be behind the bar at Jaffs this weekend? I am. On, I'm actually standing outside. Uh, I'm on my way to depth right now. I'm, I'm over the Rhine right now, getting ready to go there right now. So, yeah, I'll be there for happy hour. Excellent. So, come see me. All right, Molly, look, look, congratulations, man. That's, a, that's big-time stuff. You. Everyone's real proud of you around here. Good stuff. Thank you. You guys are the best. Come, I'll, I'll, I'll come and make you a drink soon on air, okay? There we go. You owe us like three now, by the way. I wouldn't <laughs> I want to point that out. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Thanks, Molly. See ya. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Molly uh, Wellman, your bartender owner of the year of the in year. the country. country. That's pretty big. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Taste some of her wares, though. We need a little bit of that. I mean, you know, she's breaking down like different barrels of bourbon and all that kind of stuff. You know, you and I are just pretty much just pour it. Yeah, yeah, as long as there's more more of it than than a little of it. (laughs) Bam. None of this tasting crap. Let's just go. Uh, Rob, what do you have? Got a kegger in the studio. Right. Just give me a straw and go. (laughs) From the UC Health Traffic Center at UC Health, our research gives patients hope. Take part in a clinical trial by visiting uchealth.com slash research. Southbound 71, very heavy from Smith Edwards on to Fort Washington Way. That's due to an earlier work crew. North 71, your stop and go between Smith Edwards all the way to 275. North 75, busy from Mitchell to Paddock and again from Shepherd to Sharon. Uh, southbound 75, busy between Lockland and 74, then from Liberty to the Brent Spence. Have accidents Gilbert Avenue near Victory Parkway and Cornell Road at Kenwood Road in Blue Ash. Rob Williams, News Radio 700 WR. <laughs> 
Eddie and Rocky, always a pleasure talking to our good friend Molly Wellman. Just named Owner Bartender of the Year in the Nation. That's pretty cool. And she didn't even really have to... I mean, that's when you know you're good. You don't have to, like, apply for it and make a video and, you know, do a bunch of self-promotion for it. It's like the, the world kind of knows who you are and they know who the best people are. And I'm sure a lot of other folks chime in on who's good and who's not, and there you go. I've already told my oldest kid, because his major in uh, college, ah, it's going to work out for him. So I was like, I'm going to hook you up with Molly Wellman so you'll at least be able to be a great bartender. Yeah, have, have a skill that is... Probably, I don't. I don't see going out of demand anytime soon, right? Talk about the jobs of the future and all that. I still think people want an, an actual person as a bartender versus a robot, right? Well, sure. I mean, I'm not one of those guys who you know, always see the old movies and TV shows or whatever, where they're sitting there at the end of the bar and the old dude comes up and he's polishing the glass and goes. What's the problem there, pal? <laughs> Psychologist uh, bartender. Right. I've never been one to go in there and spill my beans to some guy I don't know just because he's serving me alcohol. Right. I'm there to drink this and forget what I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Don't want to talk about it. But in your mind, what makes a good bartender? I I hate, and this is more of a, you know, I'm sure it's a rule of the establishment versus what the individual bartender does. But I hate when they take the little measuring thing Thank and you. the drinks. Like, just give me a, I want, first of all, I, I like to know that you have the smarts and the wit to know how long of a pour is versus two ounce versus three ounce or whatever it is. And I mean, it's, I just think it's just kind of bad. You know, it's like I'm paying, you know, these days, God, you're paying six, seven, eight oh, bucks, sometimes yeah, right. 12, 15 bucks for a drink. I don't want to see the little, little measuring thing going out there and salt my intelligence. You, you stole my answer because that, even though when they're free pouring it, they have a, like you just said. They have a real good idea of how much booze are yes, born in there. Right. But I like to feel like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm slid you an extra buck or two in there, and you're going to give me just an extra thimble full of bourbon. You like to think that. But when they have the little thimble measuring thing, yeah, you know you're not there, getting anything. Right. See, my, my buddy owns bars down there, and by the way, he said you'd be amazed at how much difference that makes in terms of oh, I'm sure. profit margin. He said, but to your point, he said, and a lot of people apparently think like us, it, it hurts the tips sometimes. Because right. you're like, wow, man, you're looking over here and like, wow, it looked like she did gave me a little little extra pour there. Well, she probably didn't, or he did probably didn't, but it made you think that a little bit. Did Have you ever had uh, drinks in Utah? No. We were coming through Salt Lake City one time, and we had an hour and a half or two hours to go, whatever it was. And Tom got a bite to eat and a couple of cocktails. And you know how strict they are with their booze out there. Mm -hmm. um, it was, this guy's pouring a drink, and they have to measure everything. And somehow the thing malfunctioned, and he gave Deb, like, again, like we're saying, I mean, it couldn't have been a half an ounce extra of booze. And he goes, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to take that from you. <laughs> we're going to have to call the police. And right, that. as opposed to, as opposed to, like, yeah, here, you can have the extra, you know, half ounce of booze. She goes... What's the problem? What are you going to do? Pour it back in the bottle or what? No, he threw it out. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, he had to call the manager over, hey, this thing malfunctioned. I gave her extra liquor, but I did throw it out. And the guy's, okay, that's what you're supposed to do. I was like, what the yeah, hell's wrong with your people? Now. Yes. And, and, and of course, it's airport booze, so it's already $70 a right, drink. Of course, of course. Tell you a story. We got the news now. ABC News after the news. News Radio 700 WLW. I come home on Friday.
Well, this might make the shutdown go away. It might influence the Super Bowl. There be a lot of people flying to Atlanta here uh, next week, Ed. Let's talk to Pete Combs about it from ABC News. And, Pete, how you doing? Good, good. I'm uh, not flying this weekend, so I'm having a great day. <laughs> that would be a bad day, man, trying to get around uh, this weekend. But what are you hearing? Because I, I saw a little bit of this story the other day from the Atlanta mayor. I heard him being quoted. Yeah, her, actually. Uh, Keisha oh, Bottom. Her. And, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, there's a... There's a lot of uh, angst about this. You know, you, when you when you host the Super Bowl, it doesn't happen that often. You really want to get everything right, and all of a sudden comes the shutdown, which is really not in the hands of the people who are trying to put this thing on. It's really a federal government thing, and where they're worried about it the most is, of course, at the airport. Uh, and last uh, Monday, uh, Monday past, they had three and a half hour lines at the airport. Now, Monday's a crush anyway at, at Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, but three and a half hour lines. At that point, the airport said, hey, uh, you probably just want to make sure on Tuesday to come three hours early instead of just two hours early because people were missing their planes. Well, now you've got a whole week of activity where people are going to keep pouring into Atlanta throughout the week before the Super Bowl on February 3rd, and then they're all going to want to go home on Monday. In fact, there's oh, a yeah. name for that. Yeah, I was going to say coming in probably is not going to be that bad. Getting out is going to be hellacious. Yeah, because, I mean, Monday's a crush anyway. Then you add what they call Mass Exodus Monday, uh, which is everybody going home from the Super Bowl. And now that's a recipe for long, long lines. I mean, you can walk probably faster than you're going to get uh, through these lines. Uh, and then there's the possibility of not just the long lines, but not having the resources, the, the TSA folks that are there to deal with it. And I just got off the phone with a, a friend of mine who's an air traffic controller, and he said, we're worried about this, too. He said, because, you know, people are not going to be able to cope with some of the uh, things that, that they, they have to deal with if they have their mind on the Super Bowl. Now, these guys are going to keep things safe, but what will happen is they'll just throttle back the amount of traffic that gets through the airport. Okay, so we just push everything back and everyone will get through. It's going to take a lot longer. Yeah, maybe next Wednesday, yeah. yeah. So in other words, everybody better just slow their roll here and calm them down. Yeah, I think that's all you can say. Uh, i got to say one other thing about this. By the time the Super Bowl rolls around, uh, everybody in government, TSA workers, air traffic controllers, uh, Homeland Security folks, they're going to miss paycheck number two because of the shutdown. No. These TSA workers, they're, they're living close to the bone. These guys make $38,000, $40,000. And living paycheck to paycheck, as most Americans do, that just doesn't go very far. So there's a question of how many will stay out of work because they have to take care of kids, because they have to maybe earn extra money, because they just can't afford to stay with the TSA altogether, and they just leave. And that's another thing. So we'll be watching very carefully absentee rates as we go through all of this. Pete, is there any stats out there? I know it's, it's like roughly 800,000 800, government workers. Workers that are strong with the thing that are um, uh, affected by this, but right. uh, any stats on the number that have chosen to get extra side? I mean, they're going to get paid. Obviously, I mean, the president signed the bill; they're going to get paid. Any stats on the number of people that have chosen to whatever it is, work Uber, get a part-time job, and that sort of thing, versus those that are just doing nothing. You know, all I can see are absentee rates at this point, and no polls or anything yet about, hey, if you're in the federal government and you're not getting paid, how are you making ends meet? I'd like to see those polls, yeah. and you would too. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen that yet. All I can see is rising absentee rates at TSA and other bureaus, uh, other departments of the government that are where people are not getting paid, especially the folks at the lower end of the pay scale. All right, Pete Combs, ABC News. We'll keep an eye on it. Thanks so much. You bet. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Pete. Um, so now... Mr. Uh, owns a ring. When you were traveling Super Bowl week, mm -hmm. 
How great did they treat you guys? I've always wondered that. I mean, you had to be treated like kings. One of the coolest things was when we got down there. I mean, Cadillac's obviously a big sponsor, so every player on our team got a Cadillac to drive around for the week. Is that right? Not that there was a, you know, look, you're like, our hotel's like right there on the beach, so we wouldn't drive around. I was going to say, you wouldn't be driving much, yeah. Right, but, so that was pretty cool, and, you know, there's, you know, lots of little events and stuff like that, and you kind of got our work done in Indy and got down there, enjoyed the week, you know, paid attention and was, you know, we're dialed in when we had to, but uh, got ready for the game. Hard practice that week or just walking through? Oh, no, all, all walking, nothing in pads that week. We did some things in pads uh, the week before in in Indy because there's that extra week. And then uh, down there, you know, lots of, you know, we, we went fast, but didn't, no hitting, nothing like that. Just smart. Coach Dungey wanted us fresh, and we were. And I'm sure the NFL had to stroke you guys like little kittens. In what way? I, I mean, just treating. I mean, everything had to be handed to you on a, on a platter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, everything was, again, everything was was, was set up. It, it was nice, and there was, the, the coolest thing was, and, and I, I assume, you know, the the Colts paid for this, but after the game, there's like a humongous party in the ballroom. They, you know, rented out like three, two, three of the ballrooms, combined them together and just had anything you would think of to eat and bands and all sorts of stuff. It was pretty cool. That, that had to be seriously the best memory besides your family and having the kids and all that. That has to be the best memory of your life. Yes, absolutely. That that is. I, I gotta tell you, I always tell. I, I think because I think this is funny. When you ask my my parents, because I brought my parents down, uh, a couple of their friends, flew them down, and and my friends, and especially my parents and their friends, the thing they talk about the most of the entire week of going to the game and the game itself and all the other things, they talk about how they got a police escort to and from the game. They thought that was absolutely unbelievable. That's cool. Right. And, and it's Were they all packed into a bus or something? They drive yeah, themselves like a, like a, a, like a, a bus, or Like whatever. a bus pulled up and then, you know, they all, you know, to go over to the game and stuff or go over to the, the you know, our practice for for one day on the week. And, uh, but, you know, anytime we fly in, we get, a, you know, as soon as we fly into any game, regular season game, boom, get on, you know, hit the tarmac, get the, the buses are right there, get on the buses, a police escort, boom, right to the hotel. And from the hotel to the game the next morning, police escort. So you're kind of used to it. It's pretty cool. You, you motor, right? No doubt. But I guess having never gotten a police escort, they are like, this is just the greatest thing. In the, I have like in my, of my mom's pictures of the week, I got like 47 pictures of like the back of people's heads as they're on this bus trying to take pictures of the police escort. I, I don't know. I just thought that was, was, was funny. The only police escort I'm ever going to get is going to the cemetery after my funeral. <laughs> and that's, that's sad. <laughs> the only time I'm going to be able to motor straight through the uh, through the crowd, through traffic, all the lights turning for me, all good, is uh, the only time that I really don't need to be there all that fast. Yeah, you can take plenty you of time. You can take plenty of time. Yeah. I don't need to be there right now. God, that's kind of a that's a very poignant thought you just had right there. I stole that's an old comedian gag. But... I'll give you credit anyway. It's pertinent. <laughs> Oh, man, we're going to be talking movies with fat guys at the movies coming up. And now, Rob, what do you have? From the UC Health Traffic Center at UC Health, our research gives patients... Let's be honest, the weather this weekend is going to suck. Yes. A good weekend to go to a movie. And I'm kind of curious about this one coming out this weekend. Let's talk to our good friend Kevin Carr about it, fat guys at the movies. And what we're talking about here, Kevin, of course, is Glass. Now, I really like that Unbreakable movie. Okay. I kind of like the Split movie. I like Split. Yeah. That was good. 
Yeah. Uh, and this is a combination. It's the sequel to those two movies that you never knew were connected until the very end of Split. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because it's uh, it was something he kind of back ended into this trilogy, and people got very excited about it. A lot of people love Unbreakable; they think it's the the best one he's done. I'm not a huge fan. I'll just see. I like that, that movie a lot. I never favorite. saw it. I liked it better than Split, to be honest with you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people do. I, I thought Split was really well done, mainly because uh, I think James McAvoy was fantastic. Yeah, he was he great. Was unbelievable. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. Taking on all those different roles, I thought was uh, was really good. Of course, he's in this one doing the same thing. It's not a focus on him necessarily, but you do see a lot of those personalities back, so he gets a bit of a, a showcase here. Um, I, I, I do like the fact that they do a crossover. I, I've always been a fan of that and bringing in Bruce Willis and, and Samuel L. Jackson from the original movie and giving them a part into the uh, into the story where they're all in this mental institution and this doctor is trying to deconstruct them. I, I, I think that's really cool. I, I, I like the setup, and I think all three of them do a great job acting. Sarah Paulson is the, uh, the doctor. She's very yes. good. Um, and good. you just are waiting for them to all get unleashed and see what happens. Uh, overall, the movie I enjoyed. The the, the problem is, is as you can't talk about an M Night Shyamalan movie without talking about, you know, how he does any sort of twists or reveals at the end. And I don't want to give anything away in terms of what happens, but uh, by the time you get to the very end, it does kind of completely unravel like a parachute and fall out. It's it's. I, I described it to somebody as like trying to hold pancake batter into a ball with your hands, and it, it just kind of all uh, just just unwinds completely at the end. Uh, but, you know, for first 95% of the movie up to that point is actually really good. It's just that last bit that I think is just overly ambitious and not a great ending for, for the movie, almost forced a bit. Uh, so what was it? I mean, it was just like... Um... I can't tell you. I'm trying to ask the question. How to answer the question? Is it just the like did he screw it up, or did he try to do too much, too, too much, little? Right, what what happened? Like. Well, I think I think it's it's uh, one of it is he tried to add a little bit more of a twist than than there really was room for in the story. I think that was one of it. I think part of it was also, like I said, a little overly ambitious. I think he overdoes mm-hmm. the ending a bit. Um, it's, it's one of those movies, honestly, I'll tell people, if you go in there and you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie, wait till the very end. Wait till it's kind of like it feels like it's ending. <laughs> so, and then go to the bathroom and miss that like last two or three minutes of it. And then you'll come in and go the roll credits and you'll be like, oh, that was actually a pretty good movie. Um, not that that ending <laughs> sort of... Go, ex- go pee why the crummy ending that happens. That is the funniest nice. review, uh, way to view a movie I've ever heard. I like it. I like it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I don't, I, cause I don't want to say that the ending ruins it. It, it, it doesn't. It's just, uh, you know, it was, you're expecting a big bang and it's kind of a, <laughs> so gotcha. it, it, that's, that's, but I mean, overall, the rest of it, the, the lead up to it, I think all works in a lot of ways. How about anything else out there this weekend? I think that's you, it. This, that's new this weekend. Why, but you, I think you saw that, uh, Keanu Reeves movie, right? Finally. Yeah, I, I decided to take one for the team and <laughs> went and checked out Replicas, which that opened last week. Uh, I don't even think it made the top ten, so it's not a big movie. Uh, but, I, but I was curious about it because the story intrigued me. It was about Keanu Reeves playing a, a scientist whose family dies uh, and in, a, in an accident, and he clones them to bring them all back to life and transfers their consciousness into their bodies. 
Um, and, and that's not that that story hasn't been done before, those types of stories. Uh, it, it's just I kind of like that. I think that's kind of a neat premise. But, boy, they just botch it from the beginning. They flounder around, and they don't know exactly how to present the story, and they they, they, they don't, like, really go down the paths of the most interesting parts, and it just kind of lays there like a dead fish as you're watching the movie. Um, nice. So, yeah, I, I would kind of... I mean, if you're interested in it, I wouldn't spend the money. I'd wait for that one to come to video. But speaking of Keanu Reeves, John Wick 3 yeah. is coming out, right, Kevin? Yeah, they just dropped the trailer for that one. And, uh, you know, I, I'm curious because... I thought the first one was a lot of fun. I thought the second one was a worthy follow-up. It makes you wonder how many times they can do this. Uh, it's sort of like the Taken movies. You know, the first one or two were great, yeah. and by the time they got to the third one, you're just like, how, can, uh, yeah. you're, how you're, many you're, ways can you make mass shootings? Right, like, uh, and never get a scrape. Different, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, I love the first one. The second one was bleh, and the third one I was yeah. like, okay, enough. Well, let me yeah, ask who knows? You, it might be yeah. it might be really good, but but it, I don't know. I, I'm 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 cautious on this one. Well, let's go back to M Night Shyamalan. Kevin, give me your favorite sure. M Night Shyamalan movie of all time. I'm going to go with, um, and I think he I think he did this. One. He, he did Signs, right, with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go. That one's number one. And I also like The Village. No one else seemed to like The Village. I like The Village. Uh, Six Sense for me yeah, for I, sure. I have Easy. to say, you know, I I I I've got to put the Six Sense in there because yeah. it was such a surprise and yeah. so unexpected, and it really put him on the map. And it still holds up if you go and you watch it, even if you know the ending, it still holds up as a movie. Uh, but I tend to like his stuff. I mean, I even like stuff like Lady in the Water and The Happening, and nobody liked that. Whoa, 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 whoa! You like The Happening? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I saw hated that. Movie. I only saw a little bit of that one. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't see the whole thing. No, okay. So now you're obviously a movie expert. I swear to God, Kevin, sure. when I watched that movie during one of the scenes. It was like in the kitchen, and Mark Wahlberg's in there. Mm -hmm. And I swore I saw like a boom mic come down into the picture. Did that happen, or was I overserved? It, it could have easily happened. You see boom mics in a lot of movies. Uh, sometimes it's how the movie's framed. Uh, and, and I mean, don't think Kevin Carr expert in movies love The Happening. I'm fully aware that The Happening is kind of a piece of garbage, but <laughs> there's something about it that I really enjoy. It was enjoyed. fun. Okay, I thought yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was. It was shocking. I thought it was. It reminded me actually of Bird Box when Bird Box came out a couple months uh, weeks ago. That yeah. sort of like doing violence to yourself thing. I thought came from there, and I thought that was. And, and it was goofy because part of it is. Uh, you know, Mark Wahlberg, I don't know if anyone, I think he thought that he was making a comedy, the way he delivers some of his lines, because they're so uh, deadpan and laughable. But I don't he had exactly one of the Barrymore's by any, by any stretch there, Hoss. Well, <laughs> Let's face yeah, it. that's true. <laughs> All right, with that, Kevin Carr, we'll let you go, man. Uh, people want to know more, where can they go? Just go to fatguysatthemovies.com. Thanks a lot, bud. Thanks, Kev. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Six Sense, un Unbreakable, and Split. See, I never saw Unbreakable. It's and good, man. You'd I, I, like that. I know. I know that I would like that one. But uh, Th that kind of, uh, that'll sneak up on you, too. See, Signs was good. Do you like Signs? When the see, alien I comes never, down? I never saw that. Oh, one. my God. You got to see that one. Is that the really, one where really water good. kills the alien? Don't give away the damn. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. <sighs> water kills the alien. Um, but, uh, <laughs> is that the one, though? Yes. See, that's a horrible superpower. You're horrible. To have. That's a that's a great movie, though. It's going to throw a bucket of water. It's like no, they the came to Earth. They didn't know that. The only the, the Wizard of Oz that spoils the whole thing. It's like all along they could have shot her with a squirt gun and she's dead.
It's a horrible ending. They didn't have squirt guns back in 1939 when... Well, a garden hose, whatever, made. spit on her. <laughs> spit on her. Takes that one of the flying monkeys, pee on her, pee whatever on her. it takes. Just get rid of the witch, man. All right, coming up. Stuff that you miss. Restaurants, food at restaurants. Hell, I don't care if it's Bark's Cream Soda, because I always like me some Bark's Cream yes. Soda. I don't know if they still have it or not. But that's after the news right now. News Radio 700 WLW. Eddie and Rocky talking about stuff that you miss. And Mike, what got me started thinking about this, Rock, we've kind of touched on this stuff before. But I saw an institution in Cincinnati, Hathaway's, mm-hmm. in uh, the bottom of the crew tower, uh, underneath the Omni Netherland, whatever it's called now. And if you were never in there, and I can't say I was a regular, I ate there a couple of times in uh, in my life. And it's old school diner, you know, the ladies in the old uh, school waitress uniforms right, and right, right. ham and egg kind of a thing. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coffee, the whole nine yards. I mean, it's basically a breakfast, lunch kind of a place. And old school, and after I forget how long it is, it's over 50 years. Is is closing down now. It's a shame to see that stuff go. Yeah, it is, man. This thing's been, you know, kind of a connection to the to the past, and man, now no more. What'd you miss? Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred on AT and T, and it does have to be a place. It can be a thing. Now you were just telling me off air. You have a thing. I, I got a thing, and it's to me, it's it's muscle cars. You, you don't see the the amount oh, of yeah. muscle cars on the road. You certainly don't see the amount of classic cars. I remember being, you know, certainly when I was young, and even even in, in high school. You see guys driving around in old Corvettes and old Camaros and old, you know, Chargers, all that sort of stuff. But you don't see that. And but then you don't, I don't think the younger generation, like the high school age kid, cares anymore about having a muscle no, car. No, you they don't see that. that no, way. no. I think now a lot of them are very expensive. The ones that are out there, the new vets are great. But here in high school, you ain't getting a new. You vet ain't getting this. a sixty thousand dollar vet. Right. Exactly. Now some of the the Challengers I think are decently priced, but they're Not still sure pretty up there. But uh, yeah, I just think a combination of the price, but mostly, I don't know. I just don't think the you know today's younger kid cares about the muscle car deal anymore. You're talking about vets, and I just saw a thing. You ever see that Seinfeld thing? Uh, comedians and cars. I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld. Drinking, so. uh, right, you haven't even seen Seinfeld. That's right. No. He has this thing online where he gets together with comedians having coffee, but he always, you know, he's a big guy like Leno collecting cars, mm-hmm. and uh, he always brings out a new one whenever every episode and the other day he brought out a 63 vet you know that split, where, split uh, window it was the only year they that's had a, split a window. cool car man pretty cool yeah what do you miss seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred the big one pound 700 on at&t hey ray you've been holding a while wanted to get you on what do you got there son hey I, i'm just listening to rock um that's what i called in about could totally agree with him i miss the muscle cars I'm in an age bracket where, you know, the 60s and the 70s, whatever, available. Of course, I was in school, couldn't get one. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally got it, you know, got to high school in 73, we weren't making them anymore. 
Yeah, yeah it's, I don't know. It's just, but but well, don't you when agree? The, when the gas crisis thing came along, that right, really right. shut down that well, stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that and the EPA and uh, the insurance that killed the muscle cars. Yeah, but uh, but no I, I think right. I, I, my youth used to see them all over the road though. Guys collecting them. I think now people own them still, but they're sitting in the garage. It's almost a, like a collector's item, right? You know, no one wants to go outside and risk risk them getting dirty or something. I don't know. Hey, Gene, what do you miss, buddy? I was going to say uh, the old uh, fish and chips, uh, Squire Jacks. It was a uh, you know, restaurant. Local. I remember Squire Jacks, and uh, people also call in about Arthur Treacher's. They were all kind of yeah. around at the same I time. Arthur Treacher's, yeah. 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 Uh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, that was there was an Arthur Treacher's. One of the first Arthur Treacher's was close to my house when I was a kid. Man, I ate that stuff like it was like Jesus, Pete. Now, why Pete. isn't why isn't fish and chips more popular? Fish and chips in in Europe and in, in like in England is still wildly popular. Well, it's because we've all become health conscious and fried foods are bad and blah blah. How's blah. that working out for us, Ed? And not good. Yeah. I mean, how, whatever we were always talking about Americans being overweight. What are we getting fat on if we're not eating that stuff? Yeah, you know, we have organic everything, and where the obesity rate is higher than it's ever been. Just missing the grease, so you eat twice as much of the organic stuff. Uh, damn it, I is think that that's what exactly what happens. Yeah, like the food is like more bland, so you just kind of got to eat more of it. Or something. I don't know what's. Going hey, on. Natalie, what do you miss? Hi, I miss full service gas stations. Ah, yeah. You know what, Natalie? That's it's. I that's worked a good call. when I was a kid. I worked it when I was in high school. I worked at one of those. You know, and, and you had you had the little yeah. thing on your belt with the changer thing and all that, and uh, I'd be walking around with like two hundred dollars in cash on me. <laughs> I can't believe somebody didn't shake me down every time I walked outside. And, and what was I forget? It was like like ten cents more if you wanted full serve, right? The, the full yeah, serve aisle. Yeah, and they could and the, even they could even do it just for tips now. And I would go for tips or pay ten cents extra a gallon. <laughs> Let's us three go well, into business Natalie. together and open one of those bad boys. Oh, I well, bet see, people do that. People are lazier than ever today. You're not old enough to remember that was your only option. They didn't. That kind of gradually bled into the system to do your own. Because Jersey, you you still you can't pump your. Do own they gas. still have that? Yeah. Let's talk to Charlie about it. I believe we have Charlie here. Charlie, how you doing? What do you have? Yeah, it's like a clear view on the west side. You know, they had a restaurant. Uh, you can get like a breakfast, breakfast food uh, for like uh, about two bucks. You know, yeah. uh, a couple eggs, uh, uh, get a sausage and uh, home fries. You know, it, you know. I, I miss that place. You know, um, oh, Charlie. I, I know, what you're, know what you're talking about, man. And thanks. There was a place like that in Clifton. Do you remember Steak and Egg? When I first moved to town, I lived in Clifton for a short period of time. I don't. And it was right there on um, Clifton Ave, I believe. Now I think it's the UDF there, that you know what I'm talking about. Like, but it was like one of the, down the street from like the hospital and stuff there? It's right across the street from um, uh, Burnett Woods, okay. basically near the corner of Ludlow and, and Clifton. And uh, it was one of those places exactly what he's talking about. It wasn't a hole-in-the-wall joint, but, man, you could get massive amounts of food for like four bucks but again i'm talking a long time ago now there's a place there still well around that area called the proud rooster i know the guy who owns that place oh yeah that's right around the corner right kind of near the on ludlow there exactly that's a good place good food not not expensive hey mark what's going on with you talking about things you miss yo mark Hello? yep yeah uh i'm at the drive-in theater the movies downtown and the five cent candy bar yes I, I love the drive-through, and that was the one Thanks, I had Mark. in my head as well. That's a 
The Dent Drive-In. I grew up in Dent, right? They had the Dent Drive-In. God, that was the best. There was a drive when I was a kid. I've told you about living on the Dead End Street and all that, blah, 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 in Dayton. And there was a place, a drive-in called the Dayton East that was at the opposite end of my street. But you would go up to the end of the street. The street wasn't 50 miles long. It was a half a mile long tops. And then there was a baseball fields where I played Little League. And then the Dayton East was right there. So me and my buddies, if they were showing an R-rated movie, because you might see uh, some boobs or something, yeah. we'd get on our bikes and go down there and sit in the baseball field and eat candy and watch it's like whatever was shown. I remember I saw um, the movie um, uh, Full Metal Jacket at the Dent Drive-In, like 86, 87. That's a great movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's talk to Michael about it. Michael, what do you miss? I'm not Fedruckers. Yeah. Do they not have those anymore? I guess they don't not, do that. Not that I've no, seen I, around. I, I've not seen any either. You know, you were talking about muscle cars. Yeah. You know, I, I think you may have mentioned it. One, they're just 50 plus years old now, so nobody wants to take them out. But yeah. but today's muscle car is the uh, souped up uh, imports, the small imports. Right. With which, the, with the pipes me, which and don't the do it for me. And, that don't do it for me at all. I oh, like I, I get you. Muscle, I, yeah. but, but that's what today's muscle car is. Exactly. No, that's that's right. Yeah, thanks, Mike. It's, that's what the kids like more. I guess it's those Fast and Furious movies or something. I don't know. Yeah, and, and let me uh, give a word of advice to uh, you uh, hipster muscle, mini muscle car guys who have like a, I don't know. Uh, Hyundai. Let's say a 97 Corolla and you put some glass pack mufflers on it. <laughs> It's not a hot rod, man. Let me just yes. let me shake you awake. That ain't a hot rod. Uh, let's talk to Ben about it. Ben, thanks for holding. What do you got for Ed and Rock? Uh, I miss Marty Bremen already. No, oh, there you go. You still got another year to. Well, how can you miss him, Ben? If he ain't gone away. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred on AT and T. Your call's coming up next. You know what I also miss? I don't. I, I, I don't think it's around anymore. But fried chicken at La Rosa's, they had the, I'm a, shut up. No, what? I swear to you, I am you a say? fried chicken freak. And when, uh, when I first started working at EBN, I lived uh, up the street in the poor section of Hyde Park. I found this one bedroom apartment that was reasonable. And I used to call uh, and get carry out fried chicken from La Rosa's. I swear to you. And it was great. I don't, I don't remember that at all. That had to have been in the, it was early, early 80s or early before. 80s, early okay. 80s, for sure. Interesting. What Dude. about the Red Barn? The Red Barn was good. Mm-hmm. What do you got, buddy? A big Barney. <laughs> <laughs> From, Is that what you call it? <laughs> From the UC Health Traffic Center at UC Health, our research gives patients hope. Take part in a clinical trial by visiting uchealth.com slash research. Traffic right. is heavy right now. North... Coming up before we leave here, tickets for Travel Sports and Boat Show for next weekend at the Duke Energy Center. But now we're talking about stuff you miss. I got us started Hathaway's in the uh, Crew Tower, closing after, I think it's 50-plus years. One of those old-school dinery things you just don't see anymore. 50 years. Wow. Yeah, let's talk to John and Anderson. John, what do you miss? Well, you know, it's a simple thing. It may be naive and, uh, you know, blue sky, but just just dating, the simple act of dating. You don't have to do uh, Google or they got Tinder you know out what? there. That's great. You That's know, great. That's a good point. I, I, I missed it. I used to joke with my friends as well that I missed the days where dating, all you need is a van and some chloroform. I mean, that's really, <laughs> I don't know. Thanks, thanks you know? John. <laughs> 
Well, that was a good. That was a good answer, though. Date just old school dating. Hey, uh, you know the nervousness of hey, I want to ask this girl out, and she'll probably say no, but I'm still going to do it. But then she said yes, and gosh, it's good as it gets. Well, so far, both of my boys have done it. Have done it the old fashioned way. They've they've been they both dated, obviously. But wait, wait, you don't think behind your back they have oh a no, they're and all that? they're always looking at Tinder. Okay, that's okay, that's just right. a, they do that for sport. <laughs> But so far, the girls they've dated, they have met them at school or through friends or whatever the case may be. So I, I, that's what I wanted to I wanted to see the look on my wife's face when my 17-year-old son Luke comes home with like a 35-year-old divorcee. God. I met her on Tinder. <laughs> yes, yeah, the best. Sure, we have a lot in common. Hey, uh, Pete, what's going on with you? Stuff you missed. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gentlemen, how you doing this evening? Good, buddy. Awesome. Well, they stole my drive-in. However, I do miss the Zantigo Cholito because that's what we used to get when we were in high school and... Uh, we're up at Clifton, and after we were done drinking, we'd hit the Zantigo Cholito. But you know what I really miss I thought of? The EBM fireworks where you could bring anything you wanted in. Like oh, your, yeah, man. Everything. <laughs> that was a good time. But anyway, that's what, it. And, that's good. And that's thanks, Pete. Did you ever do that? Did you haul a cooler down to the fireworks back in the Never day when you could? The, actually, the, I think I went twice. I know once when I was in high school, and we weren't bringing anything down there. So you used to be able to bring... Whatever, your own booze, your own food, everything? Yeah, absolutely. And then there were some unfortunate things happened down there because of too much. Because, come on, man. Got a half a million people down there and everybody could possibly go wrong. There were people hiding bottles of booze. I think I've told you the story. They'd go on the flood wall in Newport, like, say, on Friday night. The fireworks would be on Sunday. They're, like, burying bottles of Jack and stuff. Honest to God, digging holes, put their bottle of Jack in there. Fill the hole back in. <laughs> like, get, take, go to the take three steps. Then. Right. Go. Well, no, they'd go down there on like Saturday night, put their blanket down, sit there and have just a fine old time. Sounds very. That's cool. Hey, uh, and you didn't hear it from me. Hey, uh, Philip, what's going on? Stuff you miss, man. Hey, the customized vans from the seventies. <laughs> you know what, buddy of mine had one of those. He had the shag carpeting the whole nine yards. Right, oh uh, and the artwork on them. You know, the guys actually, you know, hand-sprayed painted those on there, you know? Yeah, like, right, where are those things? I feel like those got to come, like, back in style at some point. I mean, you got you got the muscle cars. see those, but you don't see any vans. No, you don't, I, don't, I don't see the muscle cars. Get one of them shagging wagons. That's what they used to call them. Hey, Nick, stuff you miss. What do you have, buddy? I got a couple things then, Rock. Uh, what about the uh, drive-through convenience stores where you just drive through and one of the guys would hand you whatever you wanted? Yeah, do, has, has that completely gone away? Because I mean, I I don't see it anymore. But yeah, you used to be all over the place. There's one of them up in Mason, but that's the only one in Cincinnati I know of. And then what about uh, like, man, what about walking down the street and people just being on their phones instead of saying hi to people and stuff like that? God, that'd be the best. No, miss, that's a good point, Nick. Thanks, yeah, buddy. Head buried in the phone. Miss, miss the days when that wasn't everywhere. And I still want somebody to back me up on the fried chicken on the roses. You think I'm crazy? I think he's making it up. 
Hey, Steve, stuff you miss, buddy. What do you have? Eddie Rock, what's going on on this Friday? What's up? Tell us, brother. Hey, Eddie, you'll remember this, Rock. You're too young. The Lighthouse up in Clifton. Lighthouse oh, Limited. Hell yeah. Man, what was you, that? You, what was that? It, oh, it was the dance club of the... It, 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 it was... you. If you didn't go in there on a Friday night and come out with somebody or something... <laughs> He's doing it wrong. It, I hate it you. Bad. Steve. And also... Also, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Also, uh, Frisch's Car Hops. Miss those guys. Yeah, that's true. And uh, thanks, Steve. The Lighthouse. Tell the me Lighthouse, more. man. Tell it me became. More. It was a Lighthouse, and it became Burgundy's. Okay. And both those. I mean, it was old school disco. You, you know, you got the twirling lights and the lit up dance floor and all that. It was Saturday Night Fever, cool. baby. Uh, we talked about this last time, but do people go dancing? Do young people go out dancing I don't anymore? Think so, I like don't, dance clubs. Where's I the dance club here in Cincinnati? I don't Tell know. Me. No idea whatsoever. Deb dance? It's funny you say that because he's like, we should go out dancing sometime. And I'm going, eh. <laughs> Coming up. We got our local youngin, Rachel. We'll ask her if she goes a dancing. Yeah. You know what? Back in the day, Hoss, I could get her done. Bad. Travolta had nothing fingers. on me. <laughs> but now the news. 700 WLW. 421care.org. A little while ago, talking about tickets to the Travel Sports and Boat Show at Duke Energy Center for, well, it's going on this weekend, but it's also going on next weekend. The tickets we have to give you are for next weekend 749 7800, the big one, pound 700 on ATT. Caller number seven, you are in the door. Boy, if you go next weekend, you ain't going to get to see this lady who's there right now, I do believe. Rachel, how are you? I'm good. I'm at the uh, Cincinnati Golf Show. Oh, you're at the Golf Show. My bad. Well, see, they have the boat babes downstairs. So Ah, Peg obviously opted to go to the boat show, and I am up here with all of the gentlemen that have country club memberships. So it works out. So are you looking for a sugar daddy? I wouldn't say that, but, you know, like-minded individual with, uh, you know, a similar tax return at least. So a lot of guys are just finding the the, the next thing to blow money on in golf, right? You know what? I was really surprised uh, when I got here. There was uh, such a long line to get in. They hadn't opened the show yet, and there were probably 100 people in line waiting to get the show. Yeah. Now, yeah, what, I had what, to I had to call out for Chip Hart to help me get in. It was very overdramatic because there were so many people waiting to get actually into the show before it opened. Now you look like you uh, you look very athletic. You're a former cheerleader, etc. Is yes. that, is golf something you've ever tried? Uh, it's not. Um, I don't know that I would be particularly good at it because I have spent quite a bit of time in batting cages. I like to go to the batting cages and just you know hit baseballs yes, basically. Yes. And it's it's the opposite, obviously, uh, like mechanics-wise. So I I've always thought that I would probably be a very terrible golfer, but I have lots of people offering to help me learn, actually, here and at work. I bet so. there's a lot of middle-aged Gee, men. I <laughs> wonder if his name rhymes with Willie. But he has offered. Um, Yid has offered. Yid just wants me to tag along so that I can be on his team and hit from the women's tees, apparently. Ah, whatever that that's smart, too. No, that's see. good. If you're playing in a scramble, see, what that means is everybody, you take the best shot. You have a foursome, Curse, you take yeah. the best shot. And you're hitting, you have a distinct advantage hitting from in front of everybody. So if you catch one, you're way on down the fairway. See, so, so he's been on me for quite some time. 
to learn how to golf just to help him in all of these scrambles that he does. Well, see, that's the point. It's like, yeah. it's like having a good, you could be, uh, you get good at putting. Go out and hit a little mini golf place and get your putting down. Yeah, well, I, I, I think that for, for me, it would probably be driving the ball would be the hardest part because I don't even know if I would hit it. Putting, I'm good. Well, it's the actual it's usually the, the opposite ball of what most, on a green and yeah. not in the rough, so yeah. to speak. So we were talking earlier, Rach, uh, about uh, discos and dancing and stuff. And <laughs> you're a hipster. You're a, you're yeah. out, you're out and about her. Youngin, yes. Do people dance anymore? Do they go to whatever the equivalent of a disco is now? You know, we had a couple dance clubs that were hipster dance clubs in town. And uh, to my knowledge, they have all closed. So if I had to, like, hazard a guess, I would say no. Kids my age don't go dancing anymore. That's sad. Um, That's stupid. I mean, I, why? That's sad. Yeah. Why in particular? Yeah. Well, you know, it's. Um, I think it has something to do with the fact that um, basically you're going to a dark, crowded place where people are going to be touching you whether you want it or not. And that's kind of a weird thing, both for men and women now, where guys are like, is it okay to touch this girl? And women are like, I really don't want this guy touching me. So everybody's just uncomfortable. That's an interesting point you have there. I don't know, I don't know if that's part Come of on. it or not. You're telling me it's part of it for my age generation for sure because it's just like it's so ambiguous right now. You know, it's it's hard to go and elicit contact. Maybe, you know, dancing with somebody that you know, going out with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, your husband or your wife, you can go. You guys can take dancing lessons together if you wanted to dance. Right. You know, so yeah, I think that's part of it for my age group. So here's the deal, Rachel. Yes. You know, I come over to you, and you're sitting there, and you're drinking your frou-frou drink, and I'm sitting over in the corner with my boys, smoking clove cigarettes. Scotch. Drinking some scotch. Okay. I've been giving you the eye. And the earth, wind, and fire comes on. Oh, my God. And I come strolling over to you, and let's say we're age-appropriate. And I go, girl, you want to go dance? You're telling me that you hear earth, wind, and fire. That's the way of the world plan. And you're going to go, hell yeah. Your thoughts. Well, I mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's a little bit different. <laughs> Bam! See? You close the deal with Earth, Wind, and Fire, man. Yeah, it's Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's always different. <laughs> so what do you got coming up this weekend? What are you doing when you're out and about? And- oh, well, wouldn't you know, I have to actually live tweet not only the wonderful iHeart Podcast Awards tonight, but also... A concert tomorrow night. So your girl is going to the bar early and going home to be a loser. So you, you have to you have to pod Twitter the the podcast of the what? Yes, the podcast awards that we have tonight on uh, actually our station. Everybody's uh, talking about at eleven. <laughs> yeah, Who watches that? Uh, like, we're we're that. in trouble for asking that question, but jeez. Uh, all right. Well. Sorry, Rachel. Darling, uh, you go out there and have yourself a bunch of uh, crazy, uh, crazy ass like tequila drinks and whatnot, and I'll be proud to follow your tweets around about midnight tonight. <laughs> you know what? I don't think corporate would appreciate that, but I appreciate your your idea. How about that? All right, buddy. All right, we'll talk guys. to you, Rach. Thanks, Rach. All right. Thanks, buddy. So, see, Earth, Wind, and Fire, that the universal language, yeah. man. Yeah. Come on, son. <laughs> We got John Matteries coming up. And Rob, the universal language, of course, is earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> oh, what was the one? Rock Steady? That wasn't them, was it? No.
No, they were a Shining Star. Yeah, and, September. Uh, September, that was song. a big one, yes. Man, that was one of my favorites. Boy, if you, if you can't make out with a girl to that song, I don't want to know you. Know. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Dimming the lights. You're pip. <laughs> From the UC Health Traffic Center at UC Health, our research gives patients. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.